Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yay. Mama. Welcome parents to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising Amazing. I don't know. So... We're right in the middle of the holidays, people, mm-hmm. and you know what we're going to talk about again is food. we got to talk about food. I mean, what are we going to be doing this whole holiday season, right? And eating. Eating. And, yeah. you know, of all things, we're about to go into family events, most likely for many people or friends. Or you're already or there. Whatever. You're there yeah. right now listening to this while you're cooking or I don't know, and and you might not be eating the food that you usually eat. Maybe you're a really healthy family who eats, you know, everything that you prepare yourself and then you're about to go over to whoever's house and it's not going to be the food that you usually eat and your kids are going to be eating the food that they don't usually eat. Mm -hmm. And so tantrums might be in your near future. Yes. Yes. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What do you eat on the holidays? What do I eat on the holidays? Well, it depends on which holiday, but generally for us... You know, we would have family meals, and and it depends on, you know, where we're going. But a lot of times, like the, my uh, my wife's parents will make food, and usually it's you know pretty good, healthy stuff. Like what though? Like specifically? Well, like what? Like um, you know, veggie platters and chicken or turkey. Turkey. Okay. Um, okay. So most people, I feel like most Americans eat turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but uh, we eat Italian food I mean, because it's, it's, we do the traditional big Italian like. Mm-hmm. Just so much pasta, fish. But nothing's bought. Nothing's bought. I mean, everything's bought from somewhere. But, I mean, you know, everything's prepared to some degree. Oh, yeah. Right? Which I think that's... Homemade pasta. The difference is all homemade Mm -hmm. stuff. So, you know, I think that's where the nuance is of of it might be not maybe as healthy as we usually eat. Though we do go out and, and eat out as well. But in general, at home, we eat super healthy. But when we're going to these events, everybody's pretty health conscious in our immediate circle, mm-hmm. so everything's being made. Very little is being just randomly purchased. Right. And that's always better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's Christmas season, uh, holiday season, and um, our kids are going to be eating more sugar and more cakes and cookies and all of the things, and there will be more meltdowns, and there is this amazing correlation between the gut and the brain and tantrums. And we have an expert with us today. We have Piper Gibson. She is a doctor of advanced holistic nutrition, a traditional naturopathic doctor, is a board certified doctor of natural medicine, and is also a mom. Piper helps scared, frustrated, and overwhelmed parents get access to the testing and education they need to reduce tick disorder symptoms naturally. Welcome, Piper Gibson. We're so happy to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be joining you today. Awesome. Great. Well, welcome, welcome. And we're getting into the holiday season here. We're, we're in the thick yep. of it. And I have a feeling that some people might not be eating quite as well as they usually do. Well, they'll be eating well, but just maybe not the healthiest. Right. More. <laughs> more of everything. And, yeah, more cookies and candies. Uh-huh. And we love wine. to talk about food here because we know, you know, we mentioned this over and over and over again, that diet is just so important. And we are excited today to talk about, you know, the gut and the gut connection to the brain, as well as how that affects our, our mood. And when we're talking about toddlers, you know, both have toddlers, 
tantrums are a thing that we definitely see sometimes, and I would bet it happens more around the holidays. So what are your thoughts on that in terms of the gut-brain connection and you know mood and tantrums? Yeah, absolutely. You know, parents, you always hear things like sugar is going to make your child hyperactive, but we don't look at the fact that things like, especially the sugar and the treats and the candies and the cakes during the holiday season really may impact our, our children's mood, behavior, tantrums, really because those things are very inflammatory. And when we think of inflammation, we're not thinking just about, oh, there's a little bit of inflammation in my pinky finger. We're thinking about systemic inflammation that's really impacting not only our child's gut, but our child's brain. So for every one signal that your brain sends to your gut, your gut sends 10 signals to your brain. So when moods are dysregulated, food is a fantastic place to look. Interesting. Did not know that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Literally learn. We talk about food all the time, but learn something new every day on Raising Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I know my own experience if Nico has too much sugar, uh, which he doesn't have a lot of it. So when he does have it, it's really obvious Mm -hmm. that there is like a, a definite crash or meltdown or like struggle after yeah, and, wh- and why why do you think that like what what is going on with our kids? Why why is there such a big impact with with their mood when when we eat poorly? Really because when we're eating poorly, we're not getting a lot of nutrient dense foods into our diet. We're not getting the fuel that our cells and organs and systems and tissues need to function properly. But not only that, when we're eating things like sugar, they really do things like deplete the minerals and the nutrients that we're, we need to function properly. They suppress our immune system. It can imbalance our blood sugar, which is going to make us our children be on this roller coaster where they're up and down all day long. And so we really have to look at the fact that what we're eating is needs to be nutrient dense in order to fuel our, our children and good behavior. Mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, I can definitely say, you know, from experience of working with patients all the time, the number one thing that you change that makes a big difference with mood and, and, and energy is, is just the diet, right? I mean, there, there are so many things that you can do, but if you're not giving a, a child good fuel, then it's no surprise that they're going to have meltdowns because they don't have the balance they need. We talk about balance a lot too, right? And I, I think that's an important step is, is they're just imbalanced, right? Absolutely. And if you think about the fact that children grow rapidly, think about how quickly your child have grown since the time they were born and now they're toddlers and in a blink of an eye, they will be teenagers. But if you think about how quickly they grow, they need an excessive amount of nutrients to function optimally. And when we're eating a bunch of junk that's deplete of minerals and vitamins and the nutrients that we need, then our brains can definitely go a little bit haywire. Mm -hmm. What are some steps to help our little ones experience Fewer mood swings and fewer meltdowns or big hard feelings, whatever we're calling them now. (laughs) Well, number one, I think, is really look at the packaged, processed, bottled, bagged foods that your child is eating. They're depleted of nutrients. They are full of sugar. Looking at those and really removing them from the diet or limiting limiting them greatly. Another thing is really making sure that they're getting plenty of sleep. When our kids are sleeping, they're getting that rest and repair that they need, especially if they've eaten, you know, crazy amounts of sugar and things during the holidays is they really need that time to detoxify and, and um, really get the body back on track. So definitely looking at the junk and processed foods that they're eating and obviously looking at how well they're sleeping and then giving them movement. You know, we are going to help our children detoxify when we're making sure that they're outside exercising and moving and getting that 
activity that they need. Yeah, no, yeah. most definitely. And I have a, a holiday question for you. I'm going to take this one in a different direction because we, we definitely talk to parents a lot about, you know, starting the journey on, on eating healthy. But there's also probably lots of parents, well, there definitely is lots of parents that are listening that uh, are quite health conscious. And now the holiday season is coming up and they're going over to grandma's house or grandpa's house or, you know, some family member or a friend. And the food is going to be wildly different than what they usually feed their toddler. And so yep. what 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 do we do in this situation where we take our kid over and there's all these people and you know now there's all these treats and you know they your family is completely different than the way that you do and now you have a toddler that wants to eat the whatever that you don't usually the give bowl them. of M&Ms <laughs> or, you know that, that what, like, what do we do I mean I grew up eating from the bowl of M&Ms right now we don't do that for like COVID yeah, but, reasons too but like but like Neo doesn't even know what an M&M is I don't think that's true but I mean I, I bet uh, you might not have been the best child that day no <laughs> nope <laughs> hard to know so, so yeah. So what, yeah. What do you do in this situation? What's, what it's your advice to parents around the holidays, which are now. I, I, yeah, definitely. And I give this advice to my clients all the time, not just during the holidays, but there's a couple of options. You can get in touch with your family members beforehand and say, look, you know, we're following a special diet for whatever the reason is, or we're really being cautious of the sugar. You know, I want you to know ahead of time so that you're prepared that we are really trying to avoid eating all of this extra junk, or you can actually take great substitutions. So for example, if your child is gluten-free, dairy-free, and you know that maybe your family members aren't going to follow that as strictly as you may, you can actually take it with you and explain to them, you know, this is really why we're doing this. It supports my child. It supports their gut. It definitely supports their mood and their sleep. And this is why we are following these. So one, you can really work with them to let them know, Hey, we're coming. This is what to expect. Or two, you know, we, don't be afraid to bring along your own food. Yeah, yeah, that's a good tip. My sister-in-law actually does that, and I my kid benefits. She has a purse full of gluten-free, dairy-free snacks and, like, mm-hmm. candies at all times. And we were just on a vacation together, and Nico was melting. And then she saved the day with, like, a like little healthy something that felt like a treat, but it wasn't really, you know. Um, that's that's really good tip. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I, I also would say that, you know, a lot of the advice that, that I give to parents is we're trying to do things most of the time. So it obviously depends on which child, you know, that you, you it's their situation with your family, because there's a very big difference between someone who wants to eat healthy versus a child who has a medical issue, right? There are certain medical issues, like you have celiacs or something like that, where you literally can't eat any gluten. So therefore, you definitely should be bringing other things. And I think most people would understand that situation. So that might be a little bit easier for you you know, when it comes to family. But I think the harder situation for a lot of families is where, you know, it's not that they have celiacs, but they're just maybe sensitive to, to gluten or, 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 or other things, or they just try to eat healthy and the family might not quite understand or they'll roll their eyes at you and they'll be or like, it's oh, a big yeah, family you, guys, argument. You, guys, you guys are from Los Angeles and you just love kale and you, you're not going <gasps> to eat any of this sugary stuff. You know, but that's a real thing that people deal with, especially if they you know are from here and they go back home to other places where mm. they might not eat the same way that we do. Um, or some people do here, and and that's a thing. So, you know, sometimes you just have to balance those two things and say, okay, you know, we eat healthy all the time, and this one day it's maybe we're just going to cheat a little bit. That's what I do. (laughs) That's what I do. Mm -hmm. I I, I I agree with that. I agree with that, and definitely I think, you know, one of the things, if your child ODs on junk food, make sure that they're getting, one, back on track, you know, the next day or two, but two, make sure that they're drinking plenty of water to help Mm -hmm. kind of flush that out. Mm -hmm. And also – 
whenever you're at one of these family dinners, there tends to be way, way, way too much food. So maybe you can at least push them towards some of the the best options that are there. So you get them more full on on the vegetable the vegetables or the <laughs> you know whatever is not horrible, you know, not the worst stuff. So that way you kind of fill them up with the the mediocre stuff, and then at least you're not getting like a whole bowl of M&Ms. You're just maybe going to have room for three, and then it's not you know the end of the world. Because again, you can most kids and people can can handle some stuff right it's it's just when it gets overloaded and so yeah maybe it's not going to be the most fun night if your kid's under sugar overload but you have to pick your battles i would say absolutely agree with you so you're a mother of two teenagers you're ahead of us um what can you tell us what's your advice for dr gator and i we both have two-year-olds yes i i'm seasoned veteran yes. i have two teenagers and so, you know, really my best advice is teach your children when they're little how to listen to their bodies. Knowing what they eat and how it makes them feel mm. makes a huge difference. So for example, my 16-year-old went out, they got a bunch of Halloween candy at Halloween and he had a little bit of it and he came in and he put it in the cabinet. He's like, I cannot eat anymore. This just makes me feel like garbage. So it's really for me is so important. If you can teach your child how to listen to their body, it's going to pay off for the rest of their life. Let them realize how food makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Teach Great them to the fish. Teach them to fish, right? Yeah. You know, teach them about food and, and you're going to help them a, a, the rest of their life. That's a great tip. Great love tip. It. Where can people find you, Piper? Yeah, people can find me um, at my website. It's www.regenerating.health. And they can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at uh, Regenerating Health. And I also have a private Facebook group for parents whose children struggle with tick disorders called Tick Disorder Parent Support Group. Awesome. Very interesting. Very interesting. Cool. Awesome. I have a family member to send you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there are so many people doing such good work. Mm-hmm. out there really to really help families and it just dawned on me in the middle of this interview um how many wonderful intelligent amazing parents and mothers and um doctors that, that are really trying to help health of all of our kids yeah and and how many people are working on diet and gut yeah and and how important that is and I mean, we just do this over and over and over again but it doesn't really matter who we have on. It just ends up being about the same stuff. Yeah, we're not <laughs> trying to just talk about diet, but it's, but I mean, this is so, this is what it's about. It's, we got to clean up what we put into our bodies mm-hmm. so we can feel better, do better, all of the things. And um, now, again, like I said in, in the interview, um, I don't want to tell my kid he can't get into the bowl of M&M's. Mm-hmm. So maybe this Christmas will be his first, you know, time in the bowl of M&M's with that. And limit it. But there's also, you know, healthier versions of M&M's out there. I know. You know what? I should start buying this stuff. You, you know, just- I have taken so many notes from all of the doctors on. And one of our very first interviews um, was that Dr. Medea mm-hmm. said, don't have it in your house. Yeah. And that is what I, so I have like except for the Halloween candy. That was another issue. But um, other than that, um, we don't bring it into the house. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to have it. And if, if it's yeah, if it's important to you to bring back that tradition, it, I mean, the tradition can be altered slightly, um, but you can still do it. But, you know, there are versions. Like chocolate in and of itself is not bad for yeah, you, yeah. right, especially if you eat a little bit. So just find a good version of it, even if you got to spend more money 
you know, if this is like really important to you, then go find a really good chocolate that, you know, you can go to Air One or whatever. Oh, and, like, we, have, we definitely <laughs> have, we have good chocolate in the house, yeah, but exactly. we eat that when he goes to bed. Sure. But if you want like an <laughs> M&M type thing, I imagine the internet's a good place. There's, there's stuff out there. I've seen it before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think like Sprouts and Whole Foods sells like healthier candies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, still not like probably things. super, super healthy, but it's better than, you know, the other version yeah but these christmas cookies that like we're gonna be diving into you know they're like not made that they're not the way i make cookies right though there's like crisco no probably and, not right uh, yeah people unlikely. still use crisco i don't know probably oh God. people use a lot of things but I, nothing's gonna be like the way that you make it because you know exactly what's in there yeah. and you know how much yeah. and and i can guarantee you you know to end on you know, an, an important note. Whenever you're eating anything out wherever, they put a lot of crap in it to make it taste good. Mm-hmm. So none of that stuff is good. There's a lot more butter and sugar. And, you know, you look at, like, people cooking, and then you're, like, look at a, you know, restaurant if they show you behind the scenes, and it's like they take a whole stick of butter and put it in your food, and it's like, okay. Oh, oops, that's why it tastes yeah, so good. Yeah, and then yeah. why is it so good? Yeah, that's why it's so good. And <laughs> salt, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we want all of you to have safe, happy holidays, and... Let's all keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.